Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 7th of January, 2016. Get out there and play. Summer's almost over, kids. <laughs> um, and uh, what is our, this is our first show back again after a two-week break, just, you know, the way that Christmas and New Year's fell. And uh, Dave, Happy New Year, bro. And you too. It's, uh, it's already starting out to be a, a pretty crazy year, so... Let the good times roll. Absolutely. Um, we got a lot to go through today. When we were getting our uh, getting our show getting our show scripts together and stuff, um, we just have. I, I just want to jump in. Um, Let's do it. On behalf of Dave Davies, that's him in uh, Victoria, British Columbia. This is uh, Jim Hedger in Toronto, Ontario. Um, Dave, do you have any sites using Drupal? You know what? Thankfully, right now, no. Why? <laughs> That's good because if you do, Drupal is uh, well. Drupal was you know they, they used to be the big three, eh? Joomla, Drupal, and WordPress. Yep. And uh, hackers and malware makers and you know those you know ugly ugly guys like that they were concentrating a lot on WordPress because that's that's where the majority of users were. Mm-hmm. But as it turns out, um, some of them were concentrating on Drupal and have been for years. And uh, Drupal just announced today uh, 
that all versions of their content management system are susceptible to exploits. Um, they released a new version, version 8.0.2, a few hours ago, like today. But no, uh, no guarantee it's going to patch all the holes. This is the problem, and I mean, you, you know it, I know it, I think all of our listeners know it as well. This is, of course, the problem if you want the convenience of a content management system. Um, you know, none of them are, are 100% secured. Um, heck, even custom ones can't be, you know, 100% secured. So, um, you know, it's, it's good to see how quickly they're reacting. You know, WordPress does the same, Joomla does the same. It's good to see how, how quickly they're reacting. Uh, fingers crossed, this is obviously a massive, massive issue for them because it affects all like, I, I don't know that I've seen that word have to be used before um, in, a, in a scenario like this. So definitely something for, for anybody, any of our listeners um, who have a site in Drupal or have a client site in Drupal, um, get in there. Not just install the update, uh, but research um, this. Research well, the update and research the patch. A, cu- a couple of points to, to note. Um, one of the vulnerabilities is, uh, happens because of an un- unencrypted connection during the update process. So... You can have somebody sort of playing monkey in the middle, sitting between, like, uh, your computer your and the server, intercepting your signal and uh, giving you back a signal that you've actually updated your, your site when you, when you actually haven't. It's, could most, it, this could most especially affect users who are running updates using public networks, like a public Wi-Fi or um, say you're at, like, your university or your school or something, you're using the Wi-Fi there. Mm-hmm. Um, you're especially vulnerable to monkey in the middle attacks, and a neat feature that seems to be common to a number of the attacks on on Drupal is the attacker gives gives you the webmaster the idea that you actually have done your job, you've updated the site, and everything's okay. So you should probably, um, you know, FTP and onto the server and actually check the files manually one by one to make sure you actually got the right <laughs> files. <laughs> what a nightmare that is. Yeah, so again, uh, Drupal users, I don't, I don't mean to pick on Drupal, but Drupal users, someone means to pick on you, so be ca- take care. You know what, speaking of, of picking on people, uh, some other news, and, and thanks Jim, you passed this one, uh, this one my way. Uh, there's an SEO down in, uh, down in Dallas, Texas. Uh, you know, we know many great SEOs in Dallas, Texas, but this one got himself into some hot water for picking on people. Well, you, you, I, I'm not so sure this guy's an SEO. However, one of the ways you can tell is that this, this, this is straight out of the United States Attorney's Office from the North Stratons of Texas, straight out of their press release, okay? Mm-hmm. William Stanley, a.k.a. William Lawrence, Bill Stanley, William Davis, William Harris, <laughs> and William L. Stanley. That guy's definitely an SEO. <laughs> Okay, well, that guy's just—I don't know—I don't know if I want to call this guy an SEO. Um, here, here's what happened: um, this 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 fellow William Stanley he, um, got a contract with General Electric, GE, like that kind of contract that any one of us would uh, uh, chop off somebody else's fingers for. <laughs> we need ours, right? Right. Um, well. He turned this contract into an extortion scheme by registering a number of other uh, GE-related domain names with, you know, different uh, top-level domains. 
So, um, for instance, GE.suck, as an example. He then used SEO techniques to push these uh, fake sites he'd created, these malicious sites, higher in the search rankings than GE, and then went after them saying, you know, pity this happened, but, you know, maybe uh, 100,000 will smooth things over. This started in uh, November 2010, went through, uh, went through to uh, January of 2011. GE ended up paying Stanley a total of $80,000 to try to terminate the relationship. And by the time it was all done, I mean, uh, this guy had, had uh, taken off to Romania. But by the time that it was all done, GE had also sent him four payments totaling $29,556. So they got just about a hundred grand off them or just over a hundred grand off them. Yeah. And he also got to go to jail for how long? 37 months. Cause he got caught. Yep. Uh, apparently he was zipping back and forth between Europe and North America. And, um, he was pulled off an airplane uh, it was pulled off an airplane. I'm pretty sure in Dallas or in Houston. Weird story, eh? That is a weird story. I mean, you know, we've all got to love it. And I mean, there's there's part of you just going, really? Like you you'd manage to land um, this this contract? Like, no matter how big a scumbag you are, and clearly you actually have some reasonable SEO chops because you were ranking these sites for branded terms, mm -hmm. um, you know, and you'd landed a contract with GE, hey, why don't you just do a really good job <laughs> for a Fortune 500 company um, and, and, you know, live a good life and, and, and do a good job. Um, but he opted uh, not to go that route, and you know I, I think this is a great uh, a great example and sets a sets a good precedent. You can't do this. I mean, all of us have heard cases. I'm sure you have. I have. I'm sure most of our listeners have of people threatening bad reviews or or promising good ones or this or that. This is what can happen. You're not allowed to do that. Yep. Um, to make matters worse, the government contends that it can prove Stanley engaged in uh, similar ex extortionate conduct with 40 to 45 other victims. Right. So this, this guy actually was running a successful, a successful shop. He was getting clients and screwing them. Um, I really don't want to call this guy an SEO. Like uh, SEOs solve problems. They don't make them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so there you go, friends. William Stanley, also known as William Lawrence, Bill Stanley, William Davis, William Harris, and William L. Stanley sentenced to 37 months in federal prison for trying to extort money or how to be a really uncool SEO. Indeed. What else do we got? We're, uh, we've got about, you know, five, five more minutes where we got to go to, uh, to break. Here's a, here's a, here's a shorty that we can talk about for a few minutes. What's the fifth largest search engine on the web? <laughs> Tell me, Jim. AOL. AOL, believe it or not, fifth largest search engine on the web. Well, AOL is AOL is kind of a search engine in that it provides search results, um, and it does have its own its own algorithmic filters. But it it always has been drawing its result sets from other databases. 
Mm-hmm. For the longest time, AOL was powered by Google. Now, AOL is, uh, as of now, powered by Bing. That wasn't that interesting. Well, marginally. <laughs> <laughs> the, reason I, the reason I mention it is uh, it's, there's, there's always movement in the search engine world. There's, you know, uh, you remember the old Bruce Clay relationship chart? Uh, this <laughs> powers this, powers this. Yeah. Well, this one's a little more interesting because AOL just sold itself to Verizon, the uh, telecom giant. Yeah. So, as I understand it, Verizon has its own search, is trying to get its own search business together. And this is, Bing is only powering the AOL search engine, you know, the, the search engine as we know it now. How long it's going to remain AOL search? Um, there's a good chance Verizon is going to be getting into the search world, right? And I think that is worth noting. Well, that is worth noting, and I think it is going to be an interesting thing to watch. To me, um, you know, anything at this, you know, I like Google. I'm not a fanboy, but I, you know, I I can appreciate what they do. I think they provide some oh. some great results, but. Anything that can kind of chisel away at them a little bit. This isn't a big chisel that they're they're going at right now, but anything that can chisel away a little bit and help. I mean, I can't believe I'm looking at Microsoft here as the little guy in the room, right? But you know, anything that can help sort of a, a competitor, um, especially given some of the other stuff we're going to be covering later in the show that Microsoft is doing right now, um, anything that can kind of help them, I think makes, a, makes for a much better marketing environment for us to work in and, and creates a, a much more dynamic environment. Uh, provided, of course, our clients are happy to know they're doing well on AOL search. <laughs> well, true, there is that part. I'm, I remember back in the early days, back in the earliest days of the industries, we'd make up these rank, we'd make ranking reports, and they, they, were, they were true to the engines, but there was like eight search engines, <laughs> and um, so you weren't ranking so well over on, uh, you know, say uh, Hot Bob. You're doing great on Ask Jeeves. <laughs> Always something to make the client happy. Yeah, exactly. Alta Vista, you're up. Um, and, and a lot of our listeners have no idea even what any of these engines we're talking about are. They're dinosaurs. The last <laughs> um, last time I saw I saw Jeeves himself, he was um, getting drunk in an alley in uh, San Jose with, with that sock puppet dog from uh, Pets.com. <laughs> and even that one's now in the dog pile. Um, indeed. <laughs> indeed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got time for one more before we got to take a break. I don't suppose um, developers, incidentally, around the world rejoice. Dave, I don't suppose you use IE 8, 9, or 10, do you? <laughs> no, no, I don't. Okay, well, I'm pretty sure every webmaster remembers. And, you know, a year from now, it'll be totally different. But I'm pretty sure every webmaster remembers having to get your website's damn sites working for... You know, you got it working for for Firefox. It was looked great in Chrome. Was acting really good in Safari, but it keeps breaking an IE. Well, that'll change because Microsoft is withdrawing support for all versions of Internet Explorer, and it will die, die, die. It'll be dead. <laughs> How you feeling about that, Jim? Well, the only great for me, the only great thing that came out of the Windows 10 update was the new browser. That um, that Microsoft is, has introduced, I, I actually really like it. Um, and the death of IE, I, agree. I I hate it. I hated IE, man. I mean, like it would drive you crazy. 
Um, we had this contract a few years ago where we had to make uh, over over 130 websites, oh, 140-some-odd websites um, for a bunch of branches of a, of a national corporation. And they all had to be slightly different. You know, we weren't spamming Google or anything. And getting them all, they all... Every one of them gave us a weird problem in IE, one way, somewhere or another. So yeah, I, I'm so glad to see that that puppy dead. Oh no, fair enough. I, I think all of us are. You're right. I like Edge. I mean, there's a lot of things about Windows 10 I do like. Um, Edge is definitely one of them, and yeah, the the death of IE and the problems that it created for developers. Yeah, I think everybody in the uh, in the listening audience right now is going about time. <laughs> no. Interestingly, we got some more Microsoft news coming up. And Microsoft is actually kind of on a roll right now. Um, but I think next segment we're gonna uh, we're gonna start off talking about the uh, well, the long march of the penguins. There's debate in the community right now whether we're actually seeing the end of the march or if the march continues. But Dave, before we can talk about that, I'm afraid we got to take a break here on Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. So on behalf of Dave Davies from uh, Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 1st, the 7th of January 2016. Stick around. Talking about penguins after these messages. We're taking a break early, guys? Yeah, no, we're taking a break right about now. It's not early at all. It is early. It's 218. It's four more minutes. Oh. We took breaks at 2.18. No. Really? I, thought, I always kind of thought we went at about 20, give or take, but hey. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Just, you really want to take one now? Well, I'll drop the music in, you know, and uh, put a little something like this on here. And uh, here we go. We're off the break. Okay, see you, audience. Back in a minute. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 14th Annual Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is February 15th, 2016. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website, as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry into the Web Marketing Association's 14th Annual Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your entry today at iacaward.org. That's iacaward.org. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrands with a Z for eBrands. 
Reinventing keyword research, simplifying campaign optimization, redefining competitive analysis. SpyFu brings you an entirely new way to find the most profitable keywords for your SEO and PPC campaigns. New tools, new data, and a brand new look. We've streamlined SpyFu so that you can optimize your search engine marketing more efficiently, more accurately, and more intuitively. Visit SpyFu.com. That's S-P-Y-F-U.com. And start downloading your competitors' keywords now. Try it free. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics. So you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Commercial's off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Everyone, we're back, and not a moment too soon, here on Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 7th of January, 2016. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And uh, Dave, if you look, if you put your hand above your eyes, you look far across the frozen tundra. You can see that little line, those black dots moving in a most uncoordinated fashion across the horizon. (laughs) The penguins are approaching. The march of the penguin. But are they? Uh, people are talking about it. I mean, there's the people are saying in the uh, in the forums and uh, on Search Engine Roundtable, breathlessly, that Penguin is here, it's arrived, or it's very much coming, or that we're seeing signs of it, or that it's going to arrive today, or that it's not happening at all, or that, I don't know. What do you think, man? Um, well, I know the AccuRanker, uh, the Moz Weather Report, all of them are showing some fluctuations. Um, I've been monitoring pretty closely, and it's funny when you have sites where it's like, I know this one will be affected by Penguin. <laughs> like, yeah. I know where this one's at and, and how it's going to be affected. I know because I've been telling the client we're waiting for this. Um, so there is one that, a co- well, actually, I shouldn't say one. There's a couple that I'm watching specifically right now. Um, both of them are fluctuating, but it's really, really interesting because it's an ebb and a flow. Um, where they'll bounce in, they'll bounce out, they'll bounce in, they'll bounce out. So it's definitely something that's starting to play itself out a little bit, um, but in no, it's not here. It's not done. And I mean, you've, you've been to this rodeo before. I'm sure a lot of our listeners have too. We've all seen these updates that just sort of like you start to see the tremors, um, you know, rippling through earlier. I assume that as they're making last minute fluctuations, right? Sort of fire bits out into different parts. Um, to where, you know, I'll go in through a proxy in Seattle and see different results than a proxy through Philly or a different result than Texas all at the same time, but then I'll see the same results at certain times and then different ones at others. But, um, at any rate, it is definitely an in and out in one of the client's cases to which page is even ranking, but it's an exact back and forth, um, of these two things. So we're definitely seeing something, um, it, I, I would put 99% sure it is penguin related. Um, from what I'm seeing of it, um, AccuRanker, uh, Chris Semper, uh, the weather report over at Moz seems to confirm that's about the same. I'm betting if I'm if I if I was a betting man, 
Um, I, I would put it on probably going with, uh, with a, a full launch tomorrow. Um, earlier in the week, I'd been emailing with a client and going, we're going to see it probably earlier tremors Wednesday, Thursday of either this week or next with a, with a launch on Friday. We're seeing the tremors. Uh, so I'm going to go with probably this Friday, if not almost certainly next Friday. But I, I, would, I would bet we're going to be looking this Friday for a, for a full rollout. Over the weekend, I was noticing some anomalies in different clients' link counts uh, just going through Search Console, from formerly Webmaster Tools. Yeah. And now I've been wondering, I'm not sure how it sits in my stomach. Um, I don't know. I mean, again, we've been to this rodeo a hundred times before where <laughs> we're anticipating something coming out. And, you know, most recently, Penguin, and actually quite a while ago, Penguin. Um, it's hard to, uh, <laughs> I don't know, it's just hard for me to, to say, yes, this is it. It's, uh, it's moving, it's going forward, friends get ready for it, because it's Google. I don't know how, how, how breathless can we get over Google these days. I want to see actual real movement in the SERPs in the search results. And then I'm going to call something happening, but fluctuations happen all the time. You know, if, if what I'm seeing is correct, and you're right. I mean, it is, it is tough to say if what I'm seeing when I'm looking at specific instances, and it's funny because I'll look in one query and then another, as I was saying, I've got at least a couple sites that I'm really monitoring and I'll sometimes see one and not the other, or they'll go back and forth or I'll see um, different aspects of it. If what I'm seeing is right, what we'll see will be quite dramatic. Um, but you know, you're, you're right. We do often see these things. There could be some false positives or they may end up pulling out into, you know, with sort of a, a much smaller update. They might be testing a bigger one, you know, as we were talking, oh. uh, go heading into the new year, yeah. we're going into an Everflux. So, and we've seen this. Okay. And this, this is what I'm exactly what I'm getting at. We've seen these fluctuations when we, you know, I think it's a safe assumption. Google's testing something to do with Penguin. Like I'm, I'm, dead with you on that one. I'm positive that's what's happening. But is this the actual release? Well, maybe, maybe not. Uh, if it is, don't panic, folks. <laughs> Let it shake out. Give it a week. Like, prepare. <laughs> study it. Be, be really aware of what's happening with your websites, with pages, with traffic coming to specific pages, and more importantly, where that traffic's being referred from. But, like, don't panic. Um... <laughs> don't <laughs> could you imagine like the, the the penguin update happens right and then suddenly everybody rushes to get disavow files in could you imagine you know just the overflow at google oh you know what they, they might do it just for fun they'll be like you know what we just brought on a bunch of interns to review disavows let's just torture them for a bit and just sort of like fire out a few penguins just to flood the interns actually you know if somebody really want to wanted to Years ago, when I was working with the peace movement, one of the ways we'd know that the Pentagon was uh, really ready to move on something was every Domino's pizza in D.C. would have full orders. Nobody was going home that night. Everybody was working late, so all the pizza companies were going full nuts. That's how we knew the Pentagon was was up to something. Um, Similarly, people should study hiring patterns at Google. That's how you know they're up to something. (laughs) <laughs> um, so okay where the jury's out on whether Penguin is coming or not if it does come Dave like say you wake up tomorrow in a Penguinized universe yeah. what's the first thing you're going to do uh, well I mean you know of course the first thing I'm going to do is start you know checking rankings on a variety of locations 
Um, that, you know, that's, I think that's the first thing we all do. How does this go? <laughs> yeah. Of course you do. Um, you know, and then there comes into, you know, jumping into the search consoles, checking for, as you know, you pointed it out and it's, it's somewhere to go checking into your search console for what's happening with my link counts, what's that, you know, reported link counts, your, mm-hmm. you know, your, your link counts themselves probably aren't changing that much over a 24 hour period. But, um, you know, what's, what's your reported link counts? Um, you know, are there, are there different issues going on there? Also, interesting to me, because um, I know when I'm taking ranking report snapshots, I also take the, you know, who's around me kind of view of things. So what are yeah. the, the other people in the top 20? Okay, who's new? Who's not? Let's take a look at them and starting to build out that action plan. But you gave some really, really, really sage advice. Day one of a major update is not the day to plan out big activities. No, data research everything. Fire up Majestic. And like you said, look at everyone's link footprints. Yeah. But I mean, if you're going to start trying to build together long-term strategy based on day one of a you know fully launched update, you're probably really new to the industry. <laughs> you should take Jim's advice and maybe wait a week. Yep. Lazy SEO. Hey, it, it worked for Malakot. Didn't, didn't Malakot write the Bible on lazy SEO? Yeah, he did. Yeah, uh, so, and, and now, he owns, now he owns a fish charter business. I mean, yeah, that's the way that worked out well for him. <laughs> um, yeah, first thing I'm going to do if, I, if we wake in a penguinized universe is fire majestic tools up and just research the heck out of everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, and that's, that's, a, that's a great go-to. One of the, the features... Um, you know that, and I'd be using Majestic as well for this. Uh, so interesting to know we both both have the same you know sort of core go to. There's you know a variety of good link tools, but it's one of my go tos. Is okay, who's new in there or who improved in there? Fire them into Click Hunter, look at the history, and go okay, what's the link growth rate, and what is Google counting things like that in there? Yeah. Um, something for our listeners, even if they flash back, and Jim, I know you'd know this, and a lot of our listeners may, but even if they did say flash back, like even if on day one there were changes that didn't reflect a week from now, it's interesting to know what was even temporarily because that may be part of an algorithm down the road. Like they may end up pulling back on certain functions and, and signals in their algorithm that they end up expanding on later because they served a function, just not fully. Um, so it is good to know even where those short-term wins are because you may see them come again in the near future. Yep, absolutely. So maybe Penguin, maybe not. We'll see. Something is happening. Like uh, you, don't, you don't have all the monitors freaking out at the same time with nothing happening. Nothing, for sure. Okay, where to next? What else? Do you have anything else we want to talk about with Google? Or is that about uh, it for Google today? No, that's, that's, to me, that's really about it for, uh, for Google. You know what, actually, something I'll, I'll touch on on Google, just because it's a, it's a feel-good story. Huh? Um, oh, dude, this, yeah, right on. Yeah, it just came out, uh, just came out earlier today. Um, Google Cardboard, I'm a big fan, you're a big fan. For those who don't know, it's like a, a little $20 VR device made out of cardboard. I've got one sitting on my desk right now. <laughs> um, Anyway, um, basically what it does is it allows you to take a, take a snapshot. It's really, really neat. Actually, you can use your Android phone, take a snapshot of the world around you, um, and create a, a 3D sort of image of it that you can display on Google Cardboard and send it and, and share it with other people if you felt so inclined. Um, well, they ended up using this in a hospital. There was a kid born missing a lung and half of its heart. 
they needed to call in some help from another doctor. Now we're getting more sophisticated than just a, like a, a straight Android, you know, using my S6 or whatever kind of phone. Um, they did have more technology at play here. Um, but essentially it was this $20 cardboard piece of device. They scanned the kid using this. Um, with with some more sophisticated scanning equipment connected to the device, but um, basically they they used um, an Android phone and Google Cardboard scanned the kid's internal organs, sent it to a specialist in a different city, so that, that specialist could use cardboard, a twenty dollar piece of equipment, um, on their face to actually look at a three D model of what was going on inside this kid and provide some advice, saved the kid's life, uh, gave the right advice. Um, just a, a, a wonderful use of a $20 piece of technology that I can only imagine showed up on the bill for a lot more than that. The insurance <laughs> companies. <laughs> um, but still, uh, still a, a great use of, of, a, of a really great, uh, a great, I mean, I always think of it as an entertainment technology. Um, it has some great ones. Um, if you go over to CNN.com, they have the story over there, and it includes a video of the doctors using this device during, uh, during the procedure. So it's, it's, it's really quite interesting and a, and a good feel-good story of, of something awesome to come out of Google. Okay, and uh, just for listeners like uh, Brent Satoris, uh, Google Cardboard is kind of like Ocul- Oculus Rift, but it's usable. <laughs> Do you like Brent? Sorry, <laughs> just on, on that really quick. I love Brent Satoris's, and he's been on our show. Uh, great SEO and awesome at Reddit. I love following his Oculus Rift because for those who don't know, they're, they're pre-release sort of came out or pre-orders came out yesterday and within like a three hour period it started with his rant about the fact that they weren't sporting uh macintosh yeah, yeah. within three hours he had bought one and was looking for a pc <laughs> that was a quick turnaround to like going why aren't they on mac and blah 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 and then all of a sudden now he owns one and or has pre-ordered it and now he's gonna have to buy himself a, a pc <laughs> this, this is actually like um uh, bill gates and uh uh, Dave Allen got together and decided to, uh, or sorry, Bill Gates and Paul Allen got together and decided to force people back into the PC market. That's that's my theory, anyway. Well, I mean, worth worth remembering is that Bing is owned by Microsoft. Bing owns uh, a chunk of Facebook. Facebook owns Oculus. So essentially, uh, Microsoft has ties um, to Oculus. Not indirectly, very directly in owning chunks. <laughs> so um, you know that's that's not. Uh, you know, so there's a not, there's a basis yeah. to this conspiracy theory, is there? Yeah, excellent. I hate I hate going out on a limb like that without having a good basis. <laughs> okay, uh, moving along. We are not going to break for a few more minutes. Just a, a quick warning to the to the folks in the studio. Um, here's a, here, here. I just want to give a quick shout out. Um, and she's been very public about this, so I, 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 I it's okay to mention it. Um. Shout out to SEO Monica Wright. Um, she's uh, dealing with breast cancer. It's her uh, first day of chemo today. So um, big love and best love, Monica. Good luck. Big love and best luck, Monica. On behalf of all your friends at Webmaster Radio. Indeed. Um, okay. Uh, you just went through like the, uh, the, the Provence of Oculus Rift, or at least the, the ownership of it. Microsoft's getting its fingers into a lot of things, including your eyes, um, through Oculus Rift. It's also getting its fingers into smart car technologies. The Internet of Things has grown onto our roads. Um, And this isn't like, it isn't confined to a parking lot um, near near the Googleplex anymore. 
Uh, driverless cars, smart smart car technologies are everywhere, all over the road. From the car that tells you where to get burgers to the cars that drive themselves. Microsoft's getting in on the game. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, that's fairly significant and kind of cool. Yep. Um, you know, if you think if you think like future forward, you know, it's Douglas Copeland, the uh, the, the the author of uh, Generation X, had a term called acceleration culture, which I think he probably stole from uh, from the ideas of uh, Ray Moore, the guy who who uh, coined Moore's law. The, you know, the one of the he was one of the the inventors of the uh, of the chip, basically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he speculated that you could double the number of transistors on any given chip every 18 to 24 months. And we've been doing that successfully until quite recently where we um, sync-tupled it rather than doubling it. So our ability to increase our processing power is moving faster and faster and faster. And we've even broken Moore's law by, um, well, by proving it's too slow. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. So the idea of driverless cars might might still seem to many as complete fantasy technology. Like our like you know our flying cars uh which we you know we, we quite smartly did without. Um I don't know what do you I'm I'm not sure how my stomach feels about this story itself. Like it comes from petri.com. And this comes out of um, one of their editors, Brad, Brad Sams, is, uh, is I'm sorry, Paul Thoreau, is covering CES uh, in, in Las Vegas. And um, I'm not, again, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel. Rapid rise in the technology companies that we're working with moving into places like vehicles. I got, this is going to touch the search world sooner than later. Yeah, it's a really interesting one, isn't it? Because, I mean, at the same time, who else? Right? I mean, these, these are people, you know, Google, Microsoft. I mean, essentially, they've, they've already mapped the world. They already understand where humans are and what they're doing and how they're moving about um, on the planet. Um, so who else could do it? They also have the, the bankroll. Um, to get it done and, and the partnerships to get it done. Um, so, I mean, it, it does make sense that it would be them. Um, are they the best choice? I mean, it, it would either, in a case like this, it would either be the search engines, um, you know, and I'm going to count Microsoft as, as a search engine here. They have, a, you know, they own Bing. They have all the same capabilities. Um, that has, I mean, essentially it would be either the people who've mapped the world and, and understand how humans work on it, um, which would be at its core, the search engines, um, or it would be the car manufacturers. Who am I actually going to trust um, to make the, this sort of technology happen? I don't know about, about you. I, I would actually more trust, say, Google or Microsoft in this one um, than I would trust, uh, you know, say Volkswagen or something. Not, not any, you know, pull away from, from some of the auto manufacturers. You know, they, they create fine products for the most part, but... Um, I, I think the by by technology and innovation, this is more in line with stuff that Google would be doing, um, and, and especially when we get into the AI components and the decision making components of of what needs to happen here. Um, well, it's not going to be black and white. You know, what do you do if you have to kill yourself or or hit somebody? Right? Like, what 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 decision does your car make um, well, if that happens? 
here's a place where Microsoft might actually have an advantage over other companies getting into uh, trying to get into this field, including Google. Um, Microsoft has uh, an intelligent cloud called Azure. Mm-hmm. And using Azure and uh, VMware products, you know, the virtual machine products, Microsoft can create, <laughs> really at the push of a button, virtual machines in the clouds. So every one of your cars, every automobile I said, running, running um, Microsoft technology can basically create its own computing space in the cloud to perform those analytic functions that you were just talking about, making those snap decisions. Um, so I think Microsoft has an infrastructure already set up that, um, as far as I know it, only Facebook and Amazon can actually match. Maybe Cisco can actually match today. Yeah, oh, indeed. I mean, I think one of the things that's going to be mandatory, I would like to see it becoming regulated if we are going to get into this, since we're talking um, cars in this context. Um, One of the things I do think would need to be mandatory um, is a full sort of sharing of information about specific uh, mobile devices, i.e. every manufacturer would need to know where the other manufacturer's devices are at any given time. And I I say that because if Microsoft is going to build a car, that will put them at a disadvantage to, say, Google, because Google will know where every Android device is. So if there's a kid that suddenly is running out um, in front of the road, if that kid has an Android device, which is actually fairly, you know, in, in this day and age, uh, good chance of it. Um, if the kid runs out, the Google car would already know that that kid existed and, and that this was a possible action that could be taken, whereas a Microsoft car wouldn't know that unless there was a sharing of this device location. And I think that's something that the law is going to have to look at to make sure that we have a, well, A, fair competition. Otherwise, Google cars will just be more secure because Google will know where these devices are um, and also but- just for, for the general welfare of, of humans. Man, I really actually, in the kind of, in, in you know, the, the little diabolical side of myself, wished it really worked that way because if I were Microsoft, I'd just make cars that gun down Google users. <laughs> Take right down. It's got an Android in his pocket. Speed up. Yeah, 10 points. <laughs> it's, it's like Death Race right. 2016. Oh, yeah, indeed, eh? <laughs> Tech Wars 2016. Hit, hit, the, hit the Safari user hard. Okay. And on that, we have to take a break. <laughs> um, we do got to take a break here on WebCology. Uh, I got a note from Studio, so we're doing it on time. On, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Research Media. You're listening to WebCology on WebMatchRadio.fm. It is the 7th of January, 2016. Stick around. More to come after these messages. tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. 
Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Welcome back to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And Dave, we were just talking about driverless cars a second ago, eh? Yeah. So you got a ping from Robert Scoble. He's just going live now from uh, CES, sitting inside a Mercedes-Benz E-Class self-driving car that gets launched next week. Wow. I'm not sure whether to be amazed or pissed that Scoble scooped us. <laughs> well, we were first on the radio with it. That's Yeah, okay, one sec. Let me just get that in here. <laughs> this might go on live stream. Should I use a four-letter word or not? Nah, I, okay, yeah, you'll, use, uh, you, you just make Brasco have to bleep it out. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I mean, like, on, on uh, Scopel's commentary. I just oh. like to put up we were on the radio first, Rob. He'll have um, no idea what we're talking about. Anyway, um, <laughs> what else do we have? There was a story that I just had up on screen that was so cool. Oh, yeah, business.com. You know, um, you've you, you got to be a business. You, 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 you use, if you use Facebook, you've been to business.com, yep. right? Because they're all over Facebook. Yep. They've managed at a time when publishers are dying by the by the roadside, dying dying on the information superhighway because you know the ad rates are just going through the floor. Business.com managed to increase subscriptions by sixty five percent in twenty fifteen, putting them in a profitable position. They've uh, grown traffic to over five million page views a month, and they have a newsletter subscription topping a million names. And, um, you know, that they did it is extremely cool. How they did it is even cooler. Um, 
at a uh, in a post at publishing executive uh, pubexec.com on January 5th so like two days ago um, Ellen Harvey interviewed the uh, CEO of business.com Tony Uphoff and just walks through really smart but you know de- deceptively simple strategies there's a 300 percent increase in organic traffic using these deceptively simple strategies. Hey, you you know the biggest one, what the biggest one was? What's that? High quality original content. Whoa. I know. all the content. Thing is, they're actually really paying, paying their authors to produce this content, and then they do the smart stuff. They actually, they go to Facebook, they go to LinkedIn, they go to Twitter, and they market the hell out of... uh, every one of the articles that, 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 that gets published. But that's not all they do. They keep track of all their visitors, okay? And mm-hmm. each of us, anytime each of us visits uh, business.com, we get cookied, and they, they track what we look at, how long we look at. They're getting crazy on analytics. The next time you go to business.com, the content you see is going to be uh, – predicated on your previous habits, your own your own behaviors. So business.com, and, and people talk about doing this, but business.com has actually managed to create a highly personalized magazine for you, Dave, which would be slightly different than the highly personalized magazine they create for me. Now, that's a tough trick. Um that's a tough trick. I think that's a, uh, a phenomenal. It's, it's 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 well worth well worth thinking about. Yeah, well, it's obviously a great idea because that's what we all want. That's why we go to Facebook, right? Um, is because it it provides us a a level of, of personalized content. Right? I mean, it's it's people that we know and and this and that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's great, um, and it's it's. You know, admittedly, it's, it's business.com, which, I, you know, I've known them for, for years and years. I'm sure you have, too. Um, it it's great to see a publishing company in this day and age um, that isn't just seeing growth by cramming more and more ads at you. I mean, I, I know we were actually just chatting about this a couple of days ago on Facebook um, about oh, seeing yeah. ad blockers and, and stuff like that. And it's it's great to see, hey, good, intelligent use of 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 technologies to keep the user experience and not just monetize by cramming more ads in front of me. And we've all seen these sites, um, but rather just bring me back more. Well, absolutely. There's uh, one other trick that uh, one other simple trick that business.com used to increase their subscription rate. And this, this might sound crazy. They decided to do away with clickbait. They they only want to publish substance. They say. Um, I think that's phenomenal. And to to read an article where the CEO of a publisher is talking about SEO and actually gets it. Um, it was it was it was seriously it was a totally delightful read. So, pubexec.com. Uh, look for uh, Ellen Harvey. She's she's the writer. Find your byline. The article: How Business.com increased subscriptions by sixty five percent in twenty fifteen. Anyone working with publishers or who's a publisher themselves, read this article. It is it'll hopefully it'll help change your thinking on the way you're approaching your business. Indeed. 
I'm okay, thinking we're about changing. We got about four minutes left, eh? And thinking about changing the direction that you take your business. Let's talk uh, Twitter and oh, changing their character counts, which I'm not a big fan of. But uh, you know, okay. there we go. Well, um, they haven't actually done this yet, but they're talking about doing it before the end of the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Increasing, and right now you're limited to 140 characters, so you got to be really brief and succinct on Twitter. Yeah. Problem is, Twitter isn't actually making any money. Right. It's losing money, in fact. And uh, its uh, shareholders aren't very happy about that. And so they're, you know, this is almost. And, and the funny thing, Twitter is so essential to so many people. But um. But yeah, it's not essential to advertisers, and so. Twitter wants to create more real estate per tweet, I guess, and they're wrapping it to, or they're talking about, considering a 10,000 character limit per tweet. I forget who was, uh, I saw I saw somebody's post in Facebook. Um, it was one of the southern SEOs, like uh, somewhere, somewhere between Florida and Texas, but, um, so I can't remember who posted it, but who said, so let me get this straight. You're basically asking me to write a blog post that I don't own. Well, you know what? That's I mean, that's exactly the way I take it as well. Um, is that that just doesn't actually make sense? <laughs> um, because I wouldn't do it. Um, in fact, the article that um, is talking about it over on Recode.net, I just ran it through. It's coming in at thirty-two hundred characters. Yeah. So you could make an article three times longer, and that's now Twitter. But you're right. I mean, and that's exactly the point. Is but I don't own it. Um, so why would I do that? Indeed. I'm not going to, there's no way I'm going to write 10,000 character thing into Twitter. Hell, I have a hard enough time getting around to writing 140 characters into Twitter. Um, and you know what I mean? The thing is, even as a user, let's, let's forget giving away our, our content. I think it's a bad, um, route to go. Would I use Twitter at 10,000? No, I wouldn't. Like it's, it's a great source when I just want to, you know, I don't really have a lot of time or I don't really know what I want to read about. You know, but I open up TweetDeck. I just quickly scan through. I've got all the people that I sort of trust to give me good information. Uh, you know, funnel through the stories quickly, and you know, it's you know, it's 140 characters. <laughs> like, I can just funnel through them really fast. I can get a Cole's notes and decide what I want to read. I don't want to have to be presented with the full article and then try and decide, you know, partway through whether I I want to read the whole thing or not. So. Um, I, I, I don't see it taking off, but again, it, it hasn't been done. It's just something they're considering. And let's, we'll have to see where that goes, but I see where we're going because it's five to the hour and we're done. We've had a, we've had almost a full hour. Um, we're going to be back next week. We got to get out of the studio now. So we got, we got another show coming up right behind us. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beatsock Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm on the 7th of January, 2016. Stick around Webmaster Radio. Great content coming up after the news. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm.
The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.